Welcome to the Soul Beauty Chat. I'm your host, Fatima Farmer. The Soul Beauty Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower you through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. In addition to that, I'm a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher, a breathwork facilitator, a brand strategy clarity coach, and consultant. So before we dive into this episode, let's explore a few ways that you can support the show. Number one, subscribe on Anchors, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. The podcast is also available on other major streaming platforms. Number two, rate and review. If you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and leave a review, letting others know what you enjoy about this show. Number three, if you're on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment as you listen along. Number four, send me a message. If you're listening via Anchor, you can send me a voice memo asking a question or suggesting an idea for the show. Another way you can reach out to me is via email. And number five, work with me. If you're interested in working with me for a meditation session, a brand collaboration, or any of my other services or offerings, head to my website, FatimaFarmer.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Good morning, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I am excited to chat today. I've had this topic on my heart for a while, and I finally have the energy to dive into it. I'm not sure what the name of this episode is going to be yet, but it is going to be more of a free-flowing conversation where I'm going to be sharing with you some personal updates and lessons that I've learned along the way. So great for driving, listening in the background while you're doing other things, but yeah, if, you're stick, if you'll stick around and listen with me, I'm sure there will be lots of insights and things shared. So one of the biggest things that I want to mention that has happened in the coming months, um, I feel like it's really been a while since I've done a personal episode where I've just talked exclusively about, you know, what's going on with me. Um, I think the last one I did was like lessons I learned in 2020, and that was at like the top of the year or maybe at the end of last year, but a lot has changed since then. (laughs) So um, what I've I've currently been learning and um, really exploring, honestly, is the idea of cultivating intimacy with myself. I was having a conversation with my best friend yesterday about just everything, right? And she kind of, she started the conversation with, you know, how, you know, how's your dating life? Because that's what we were talking about. She was like, oh, how's your how's your dating life been? Like, what updates do you have? And I was just kind of like, you know, honestly, I, my favorite relationship right now is the one that's with myself. And, and I've talked about, you know, dating yourself and self-love and, and, you know, taking yourself out and things like that. But this is, this is different. This is a different level of, Um, intimacy that I've been cultivating with myself and it feels so unique and so inspiring and so liberating and I want to kind of dive into that a little bit to start this conversation. So let's explore this a little bit. What I'm realizing is that I've really been deepening into my personal 
relationship with myself through my self-care practices, through my spirituality, and through cultivating intimacy in a way that I never experienced for myself. I realized through recent dating encounters, you know, a lot of things come to the surface when we are engaging with new people, right? When we're um, allowing other people into our energy and into our space, we start to um, maybe identify patterns and different um, parts of ourselves that, you know, we couldn't heal when we were single, you know, or when we were solely just, you know, existing in the world without um, direct relationship with another person. And oftentimes um, when we get into relationships or dating or whatever it is, it starts to kind of uproot different things. And that's what happened for me personally, where I started to notice certain patterns, behaviors. And one of the biggest ones was just this concept, this idea of um, codependency. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the past on the podcast. Um, But in more recent encounters, I've really been learning that, um, you know, kind of the the remedy for for codependency and and really seeing some unhealthy patterns that I've had in previous relationships and just seeing the shifts and changes that I've made as a result of doing this work has been huge and maybe I'll make a, a full episode about this if anyone's interested in like how to kind of I guess grow and heal from codependency because I definitely feel like I have done that um but it, it was a process and a big part of that process was is was and is what I'm still doing, which is being extremely um, emotionally intimate with myself, right? And I'm a person that I can say that I I truly do value um, emotional intimacy and I think um, almost prioritize it in a lot of relationships. Like it is just the thing that makes me excited. You know, it's the thing about engaging with others in relationship that really makes me excited and friendships, romantic, whatever, like having an emotional connection with the person or a mental, a mentally stimulating conversation to me is just so yummy. You know, it just feels so good to my soul and my spirit when that happens. It really lights me up. I love having deep, conversations about anything and everything, you know, that is really my thing. And I noticed that, you know, um, although I value that in relationship relationships with others until up until recently, I hadn't prioritized that with myself. Right. And that may be like a concept to kind of really just sit with for a little while if you've never thought about it, but how do we cultivate intimacy, emotional and mental intimacy and vulnerability with ourselves? right? This is beyond taking yourself out on a date or, you know, doing something for yourself for self-care, getting your nails done or taking yourself to dinner. Those are all great things. And I think they're all helpful and necessary for a part of your, your self, self-care, self-love, soul beauty journey, right? I think it's all a part of it. But this to me feels like I've just stepped into like a whole new level, like, <laughs> like I'm playing Mario's and I just drop down in one of those tubes and it's just like, and I'm just on like a different board, you know, where I'm like, whoa, this is groundbreaking for me personally, where I am, where I'm seeing that just how cultivating a relationship with myself in this way is so nurturing and so healing because I'm have really gotten to a point where I don't feel a longing for that from other people. 
right? Although we need human connection. So I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm just out here existing, you know, holding space for myself and never wanting to interact with other humans, (laughs) right? Like that's not true. But what I'm realizing is that um, there's not a longing anymore for it. There's no longer a longing for emotional intimacy being provided by another person because I have cultivated that so deeply with myself. And I want to share some of the practices that I've been doing um, that have really helped to evoke that, I guess. So um, one of the things that I've been doing is there is a amazing um, writer and I guess meditation instructor. She's on Inside Timer, but I, I feel like more than anything, she's a poet at heart. Um, and she just chooses, you know, that's just how she chooses to express her poetry. Um, her name is Sarah Bolden and she's on Insight Timer and she also has a podcast. Um, I think it's called like Awaken. I'll put, I'll put the link in the description of this episode. And if, if I don't, for some reason, if I forget, <laughs> feel free to, to DM me on Instagram. But I literally post her her meditations just about once a day <laughs> on my story. Usually when I listen to them, I post it afterwards. And it's just been, it's been amazing. She is truly um, just a gift to me and really helping me to understand what it means to cultivate intimacy with myself. Um, A lot of her meditations or poetry is really focused on that. Her name is Sarah Blondin, excuse me. I think I said Bolton, Sarah Blondin. And um, yeah, so doing, doing her meditations, I think is a great introduction if this is something you want to ease into. Um, But for me, it's really just like, being with myself in the way that I would like a partner or a friend to be with me, right? So in those moments of anxiety or even celebration or sadness or joy, whatever it is that I'm feeling, you know, in the past, right, in relationship to codependency that I mentioned before, in the past, you know, I would seek out the person I'm dating or my friends for support, for guidance, for advice, for anything, right? Just for for compassion, for um, affirmation sometimes, right. For validation. And now through cultivating this relationship with myself, I find myself seeking myself first, you know, seeking myself first, doing an inquiry of, okay, what am I feeling? And as a result of what I'm feeling, what do I need? You know, and maybe I do need to talk to another person. Right. But I'm taking that action from a place of awareness rather than a place of desperation or a place of longing, which it's very different, which is very, very different from how I have operated in the past and kind of like that default setting, right? It's like, I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling insecure. Default setting in the past is reach out to someone to make me feel secure. Now the default setting has become inquire within, connect with myself and find out why am I feeling insecure and what do I need to feel secure? So that shows up in the form of meditation for me. Like I said, I spend time doing a guided meditation every morning that focuses on either just stillness. So really just sitting with myself and my thoughts and my emotions, exploring that, or um, 
reflecting on beautiful words, beautiful music that really allows me to turn inward and just be with myself, sit with myself. Um, When we think about intimacy in a romantic relationship, right? Think about those little moments that you have with your partner where maybe you're lying in bed and you're just like looking at each other or you're just like playing with each other's hair or like, you know, playing with each other's hands, like those little moments, right? Or the little moments in conversation where you're just kind of like, silent right where like you know there's breaks in conversation it's not awkward it's not there doesn't feel like a need to fill the space right those moments we can have with ourselves those really intimate quiet still moments are available to us with ourselves and that is one of the most beautiful discoveries that i've made recently and it's been so exciting <laughs> it's been so exciting and so fulfilling to have that relationship with myself because i never i never even thought about it before honestly um so that is one or some of the things that i've been doing something else that i've been doing is returning to my journaling practice i talk about journaling a lot here on this podcast and it's been a practice that's been with me since i was about like 8 or 9 i remember being so into Dear diary, you know, like on some Moesha, (laughs) on my Moesha tip. But, you know, now I realize over the last few years, I had gotten very digital with everything. So doing a lot of audio, doing a lot of writing in my phone, doing a lot of video and my journal my journals have become obsolete. Honestly, I really stopped reaching for them and it kind of felt like a burden to sit with them. And I shared an experience that I had where all of my journals from the past, like several years were destroyed in the postal service. Still, still kind of triggering. I'm not going to lie. Um, and that had really been a huge catalyst as to why I, I shifted from written to digital, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm so afraid that I'm going to start getting all these journals again and writing all my thoughts and everything. And then something might happen to them. And granted, something can happen to all this digital stuff too, but it just felt a little more secure that way. But as of lately, I've been really returning to that practice of being intentional after my meditation and um, the other parts of my practice, which I'll get to in a minute, literally just sitting down and just stream of consciousness, writing out my thoughts, writing out my feelings and writing out what am I feeling? What do I need? And what action can I take? Being very, very intentional about that. And, and also doing that in moments when I'm feeling triggered too. I was, I was also in the conversation I was having with my best friend yesterday, realizing that, you know, my ability to um, navigate those triggered moments has uh, sped up very quickly. Whereas before, you know, I might be derailed for days or weeks feeling depressed or down because of anxiety or unresolved, untended to emotions that I hadn't, um, acknowledged or spent time with. And now it's much quicker. Now it's much quicker where it's like, I notice something's not feeling right in my mind, body, or spirit. And I quickly sit myself down. Like I literally will be like, okay, (laughs) let's just have a seat. Let's whip out this journal and unpack this, you know? And that has just been so healing because it really is like you are holding yourself. You're holding space for yourself. You're nurturing yourself in a way that a lot of us tend to seek other people to do. 
And that has just helped me to cultivate such a beautiful, beautiful bond with myself where it's just like, you know, like again, back to the relationship example, when you're, when you're so used to being around a person, you're so used to just noticing them and witnessing them that you can feel a shift in your, in their energy. Right. So, you know, when something is up with them, like you, you're just around them and you're like, babe, what's going on? Like, you okay? Like, what's going on? You want to talk about it? Like, (laughs) but doing that with yourself, right? Getting to a point where you're so used to yourself, you're so used to your patterns, your ways, your experiences that you're just like, what's going on today? Do you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. You know, like, let's sit down and talk about it. And it sounds kind of silly, but it's so true. It's so true. We, we hold space like that all the time in relationships and with friendships, but how often do we do that with ourselves? At least for me, I'll speak for myself. That's not something that I've done a lot personally. (laughs) So that is a practice that has been super healing. Some other things in my self-care practice and self-love practice that have really been nurturing me and allowing me to just get to this point where I feel so happy. Like I am so happy and so blessed and just so at peace and content with every area of my life right now. Um, It's moving my body in ways that feel aligned, right? So, you know, I don't have a, I have, you know, I have fitness goals, but I don't, I don't view my, my movement goals in relationship to my fitness goals. So, um, yeah, I've, I've let go of that pressure of, oh, you know, I want to be snatched for the summer and I'm trying to lose X amount of weight. Like that does not resonate with me. I just want to feel good. My priority is to prioritize my joy, to prioritize feeling good, feeling good in every sense, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. And physically, how I've been prioritizing my joy and prioritizing that is through movement, through dance, through yoga, through um, mainly yin yoga, um, and like walking for me, that has been the biggest thing. Occasionally, every couple of, every few days or so, I may like go to the gym and lift lift some weights and, you know, do some, some additional movement. But for the most part, for me, daily, I have really been leaning into a yin yoga practice. And yin yoga, if you're not familiar, is basically just like slower yoga. It's, it's more connected to the feminine energy. So where there's like flow classes and power yoga and all these other types of yoga that are really like cardio workouts, um, I don't like those. I never did. Right. I feel like I tried to like get myself into liking those. I just don't like those classes. Yin yoga for me is my jam. It's slow. It's easy. It's all about receiving and enjoying and savoring. And that is the space that I'm in right now. Like I am in the space of ease and flow and savoring and allowing things to flow towards me. And yin yoga aligns perfectly with that. Um, so that is what I've been leaning into. Um, there's a few practitioners that I really, really love on YouTube. I will share their names with you right now. I know one of them is Yoga with Cassandra. She's like my favorite as of, as of recently. And then there's another one. Um, I think everyone probably knows Yoga with Adrienne. She's like the OG and um, her dog. Um, what's her dog's name? Benji. <laughs> and then another one that I really, really, really been loving lately is Yoga with Bird. And those are the three um, 
women that I've really been leaning into lately who have been providing just so much gentle ease and flow in my mornings. And I honestly haven't stuck to a yoga practice in a very, very long time. So I'm so grateful for these women because their videos have like, I've been sticking to it. And I think it's, it's a testament of just feeling that flow you know, feeling that ease when I'm doing their practices that I really feel connected to. And I feel excited about moving my body in that way every morning. So that has been a a huge part of it for me as well. Um, So what else has been going on? I think we've talked about the self-care. We've talked about prioritizing joy. We've talked about cultivating intimacy. I'm looking over my notes. I'm also sipping on some tea tea today, this morning. I'm drinking um, traditional medicinals, the throat coats, which I feel like I'm always drinking when I'm recording a podcast. Um, so I guess some other, one other thing I will really lean into is the fact that I have relocated. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably already realized this, but I've never actually announced feels weird. Like I don't need to announce it, but I've never, I guess, publicly addressed the fact that I have relocated. I have relocated back to the East Coast, and that was for a number a number of reasons. I won't go into all of the details of that because that's not what this podcast is about. But um, main reason is um, in this intuitive pull being led from God, honestly, and that um, maybe one day I'll get into the story of like how and all of that. Yeah, I'll save that for the, for the book. Okay, because I just feel a book brewing in my spirit, a few books brewing in my spirit. Um, but some of the things that I have learned as a result of just this season of really, like I would say since 2019, when I moved to Cali, I've just been on this this journey of really, really trusting God and um, these leaps of faith over and over again. And um, for those who don't know, um, I would suggest going to my YouTube channel and scrolling back through my podcast episodes and just checking out my journey. Um, I did document that period of time with a whole series of me just navigating, um, moving to LA and all the ups and downs of that. And um, yeah, and now this 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 season has brought me to another city and I'm loving it. Okay. But what I really want to highlight is the fact that um God has just been so faithful and providing so much favor. And I really want to talk about why I think that is. Cause I think sometimes when I share with people some of the things that I'm experiencing or going through or the opportunities I've had, people get this feeling of, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Right. Like I've heard that a lot in my life and I want to be very, 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 very clear when you are living a life of alignment, living a life of purpose, living a life, constantly seeking the direction and obedience of God. That's not luck. That is favor. Right. And that is that favor to me is a direct reflection of my alignment with God. If I was living out of alignment with God, I don't think people would perceive me as lucky, right? I don't, I don't view it as lucky. I actually don't like that word because lucky kind of puts off this intention that, oh, it just kind of happened. Like it just happened for you. You know, for some people, it just happened. Some people are just lucky. Some people just have great experiences. Some people just have cool opportunities. And it's like, 
No, <laughs> I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I, I personally believe that, um, alignment gets you to those opportunities, alignment with God, alignment with source, alignment with, with spirit, alignment with your purpose. That is what, to me, is what calls in all of this favor in my life where, you know, I'm excited to share that at this stage, I am fully leaning into entrepreneurship, meaning I no longer have a nine to five and it is the best feeling because it's something that I've wanted for years. Literally, like since I since I started my blog, which was in 2008, like the start of all of this, um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was obsessed with the idea of being an entrepreneur. So to be living in this way now is not luck. It's favor and alignment and purpose fulfilled. And I think my journey of deepening into my walk with God, deepening into my spiritual practices, my self-care has really led me to choose to walk with God every day to be intentional about seeking direction and clarity and alignment over everything else. And yeah, it's a journey. So I I never want to toss that journey up to luck and make it seem like, oh, you know, I'm just lucky to be here. I'm just, it just happened for me. Like, I'm just one of those people. I'm not one of those people. I'm one of those people that spent years, hours, days, months, seasons of life depressed, seasons of life sad, seasons of life feeling defeated, seasons of life being homeless, right? Not having a place to stay. Like my journey really was, was one full of purpose from the beginning. And I think all of our, all of our walks are. And I think that by me being diligent and constantly seeking the face of God in the midst of all of those ups and downs is what led me to this point where I feel total peace, total peace, even in the midst of chaos sometimes, right? Because, because just because I've, I'm, I fully leaped into, or I won't even say leaped, kind of been pushed into (laughs) entrepreneurship. That doesn't mean life is perfect, right? It just means that I am at a place where I am at at total peace, despite what happens. I am at peace, right? Because I've cultivated that relationship with God so deeply that I'm just like, I know that I know that I know that no matter what happens, God will always have me, always have me, point blank, period. No matter what happens, because I've experienced the lowest of lows. So that fear it's just not there anymore. Like I don't live in that fear of the unknown anymore. And it feels so liberating. It feels so, 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 so liberating. And I'm just so blessed. Like <laughs> I, I, I remember a few weeks ago when I posted um, some photos on Instagram and someone sent me a DM and said like, you know, I've been getting this comment a lot recently lately where people are commenting on how happy I look or commenting on my glow, right? And not my skincare glow, like the internal, like I I seem like I'm I'm radiating like this joy. And 
I think the person commented something like, I wish like, like teach me your ways or like show us how or something like that. And I was kind of just like, you have no idea. Like what you see on the outside interacting with me or on social media, you see me and you think you may think or, or have this feeling of, wow, this, she, she seems radiant. She seems so joyful, et cetera. And it's like, I feel like that analogy with the plant growing, right? When you put the seed in the soil and for weeks can go by and it's just dark, it's cold, it's lonely, right? It's just that seed and you're watering it, you're watering it, you're watering it. And then suddenly after weeks of nothing, suddenly you see a little green sprout come up. And then more weeks go by and months go by and years go by and there's this beautiful plant, right? This beautiful plant or this beautiful tree. And all that time when it was underground planted, the roots were growing, the roots were being nurtured, the roots were being cultivated, developed, building strength and resilience under that soil. And we didn't see any of that. And then finally, you see not even the end product, but you see the manifestation of that come into reality. And it's like, wow, there you are. There you are. I'm so excited to see you finally, you know. But all of that cultivation that happened underneath the soil was so necessary to make sure that it was strong and steady and had a solid foundation. And this reminds me exactly of the series by Michael Todd called Planted, Not Buried. Amazing series. Please go listen to it. Because as I'm speaking, I'm thinking of that series and I'm thinking of that analogy that I just shared in, di in direct relationship to when he shared it in that series. And that's how I feel. I feel like I've been planted. I was planted and seasons and seasons and seasons went by where I wasn't seeing the manifestation of it. And now I feel like <laughs> God is just showing out. Okay. We are green. We are lush. We are lavish. We are full, vibrant, easeful, and just receiving the sunshine and the abundance and the joy that comes with the manifestation of being planted. Planted by the streams of still water. <sighs> so yeah, that's what's been going on. I want to share that I have some new offerings available as I close out this podcast that I am so excited about where I am now going to be offering one-to-one -one services because I have the freedom in my schedule now and the flexibility to work with people one-to-one. -one, I'm going to be offering one-to-one -one breathwork sessions. I've been offering them in group sessions since January, I think, or February. And now I'm offering them one-to-one. -one. So if you want to work together in a breathwork session, going deep into cultivating that intimacy and relationship with yourself and you feel like you need support, that's a great place to start. Um, if you're not sure what breathwork is, I encourage you to sign up for one of my free classes now because there's I still do have some free classes, group classes available. Um, 
sign up there and see if it's something that feels good to you. And then we can work together one-to-one. I'm also offering one-to-one soul beauty coaching sessions, which is um, where we'll be having a guided meditation and diving deep into, again, cultivating intimacy with yourself. So really helping you navigate whatever is coming up for you, whatever you want to explore in that session. Um, so guided one-to-one guided meditations, one-to-one guided breathwork sessions. Um, yeah. And I have a bunch of other really cool offerings on my website that you can check out, but I really just wanted to highlight those two because they're new and, um, I'm excited about them. I'm excited to work with more people on a one-to-one basis and, Yeah, I'm just, I'm sure you can probably hear it in my voice. Just so much peace, gratitude, and joy. And I want, I want that for each and every one of you listening. I want that so deeply for each and every one of you listening. So I thank you for being here with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will connect with you, talk to you, see you very soon. Before we get any further into this episode, I want to share with you a resource that I've been using called Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a solution for people seeking traditional mental health counseling who would prefer hearing from the perspective of a Christian. If you are seeking a mental health professional who is a practicing Christian, Faithful Counseling may be a great option for you. I'm going to share a few details about this app in case you're interested in checking it out. One of the best things is that you can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line and is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online with real therapists. One of the best things also is that there is a broad range of expertise and faithful counseling's counselors network, which may not be locally available in some areas. However, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need assistance. Faithful Counseling wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily, or you can listen to my personal review that I shared a few years ago, I think, maybe like a year or so ago, um, before this collaboration came about, and you can learn about my personal experience. If you're interested in signing up and joining over half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of a professional, uh, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. Again, if you're interested in taking charge of your mental health, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. By using my link, you will get 10% off your first month of sessions. And again, that's getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Back to the episode.